Smoking Dank Sinatra, that's all gas. On the hunt in a tall grass. Intercepting every ball pass, then I run it back, that's a TD. Check the scoreboard, y'all last. We up one, you see me. Pussy niggas wanna talk about it, go to Hellcat, no demon. I be politicking on your broadcast, at the red carpet like the famous homie. Act your bitch, really famous homie, and you know it's Emmy, it ain't on me. So creative like I made Adobe. I've been balling like I play with Kobe. Sadil, Sadil, we back again, Politics Another Podcast. We live Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So let's get to these topics. First topic, Kyrie Irving. We all know he hit the shot, won the championship with LeBron in Cleveland, but he hasn't done much since. Is Kyrie Irving overrated? <laughs> is the greatest uh, music producer in hip-hop history. A lot of people first go to is Dr. Dre. We're going to get to that. Ezekiel Elliott has finally found a home. He has now signed a one-year deal to play with the Patriots, rocking number 15. The NBA is looking for expansion. So the NBA is looking to add another team. Seattle is one of the top locations. And Las Vegas, you know, they have the summer league. You know they're going to have that NBA tournament championship in Las Vegas. So Las Vegas is also looking like a, 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 a hub for the NBA. And we got to get to Joe Biden, man. So <laughs> you know, I know about the wildfires in Maui. So after he's visiting the, uh, the, the survivors, he falls asleep during the address. So everybody calls him Sleepy Joe, but he's literally falling asleep right in front of our face, man. So what's the deal? What's the deal? We got Amrock, Eugene, first time on the pod. What's the deal? It's good, my brothers. What's yes, going on, sir, everybody? Sir. So, so let's get to this first topic, man. First thing we got to get to, man. Kyrie Irving, man. So he hit the shot, then he left, went to Boston. He got injured. Boston went to the – what was that, the championship without him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then they lost. Then he left. He went to Brooklyn. Brooklyn didn't do anything. Then he leaves, goes to the Mavs. The Mavs don't even make the playoffs. <laughs> is Kyrie Irving what we think he is, or is he overrated, man? What's y'all thoughts? Go ahead, Eugene. You good? First off, first off. Yeah, first off, man, appreciate uh, uh, you having me. My, uh, this is a uh, pretty dope. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and jump right to it. Uh, do I think he's overrated? No, I um, kind of think he's rated, I guess, properly when it comes to like. What, I mean, what do you? What has Kyrie really shown when it comes to winning? I mean, he didn't really start winning until LeBron came. He, before then, he was known to be injury prone and couldn't make the playoffs. Um. So, I uh, know. I think he's rated proper, kind of properly where he's at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is he overrated? So, where are we placing him, right? Are we placing him amongst the top point guards, amongst the top players? Um, is he in that top 10, maybe 15 conversation of players? Probably not. Maybe top 20. Uh, as far as point guards, sure, maybe top 10, top 12. Um, yeah, I mean, he's one of the few that has a championship, though. Um, and, yes, um, of course, it took LeBron coming back 
um, you know, because you can't do it alone, right? Kyrie couldn't do it alone in Cleveland. But, yeah, he was definitely injury prone. Um, I would say he's not overrated, but it depends on, again, where we're ranking him. He's not a Steph Curry, and you know, he's um, – you know, he doesn't have MVP like Westbrook, um, but he does have a championship, um, which a lot of point guards in the league, you know, can't say that they have. Um, and so, and he's been to the finals multiple times. Again, all it being with, you know, LeBron and Kevin Love and the crew. But still, I mean, we wouldn't be having this conversation with about, you know, Steph being one of the all-time great point guards as that debate was going back and forth. Uh, I know Stephen A was talking about that magic or stuff. We wouldn't be having this conversation if Steph didn't have a Clay, a Draymond Green, and then ultimately a Kevin Durant, right? So, um, you know, again, he has a championship, which most say that, you know, most of them can't say that they have. Um, he has proven to be, you know, um, an electric player when he's playing uh, with the Dallas move. Um, I think, you know, there was just a short period of time this is going to be a full year. He, you know, he resigned. He said, I'm staying here. Cool. Now we about to see what you and Lucas dynamic is about to be and who they have around those two. Um, you know, but the West is going to be tough, you know, and he doesn't really play defense. So, um, you know, again, it just depends on where we're putting him. Um, again, he's a champion. He should be respected as a champion. He's been to the finals uh, multiple times. Um, but, you know, hopefully he's going to stay in one place with Dallas, and we're going to see what he what he does going forward. What's the deal, y'all? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, what, what, up, what up? So we're talking about Kyrie Irving, man. Is Kyrie Irving overrated? He ain't really done much since leaving Cleveland with LeBron. So what's your thoughts on Kyrie? Um, I guess it's off of the definition of overrated um like amrock was was touching on is the guy got the championship most people don't got a championship and at the end of the day for myself hey chips chips mean something right and overrated you means that the rating that people are giving you, you you're not that rating and who's rating Kyrie Irving anymore. Nobody's really going, oh, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving. If anything that Kyrie Irving is getting rated on is, is he going to play in the NBA? Is he going to be media friendly? Is he pretty much going to play in the NBA? And last year he played 60 games in, in, in the NBA. So he's showing that he wants to play. That's the only thing that he is being measured on nowadays is Kyrie Irving going to play when he was with Brooklyn. It was Kyrie Irving ain't showing up. Is he going to play? Blah, blah, blah. All of his antics, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't off of his game. He has not been judged off his game really since his championship and him being in Cleveland. So is he overrated? No, because he ended up playing. He played last year. So is he overrated? No. If you're gonna overrate, if you're gonna say he's overrated, it has to be off of what? There's other, unfortunately. If you're gonna go off of ratings, the Clippers have been overrated, right? <laughs> Their whole thing was 
championship, championship, every year, championship, championship, championship. And where has that gone? Nowhere, right? So the Clippers are more overrated than Kyrie is. And at the end of the day, there's nobody on this panel that would not take Kyrie over and on your team. So how could it be overrated if you would not take him on the team? I know the Clippers for sure. They want James Harden. They want everybody. They will take a freaking Kyrie Irving on a team. So therefore, how are you really overrated if everybody still wants you to play on the team? And the question they ask you is not that can he play, it's will he play? So if he shows that he will play, then he's not overrated. You say every team wants him, but the reason that he's still in Dallas right now is because the market was dry and he could get the most money staying in Dallas, and that's why he resigned there. So I think that was what a lot of these older players are realizing is that you getting one, two, three year deals at the max. No one is investing in you long term. You're no longer a max player, and you're no longer gonna cash in on these big cash uh on these big paydays, man. So I think a lot of these people in their mind, because they see these youngsters getting this money, I think that they're rating themselves and comparing themselves to these youngsters, but they're investing in these youngsters for the next five to seven years. They invested in you for the next two to three years maximum. So it's not the same value. So for them to be expecting to get max deals like these youngsters are getting, it, I think that they're oblivious to where they at in their career. And Kyrie, the best thing he did was to sign that deal in Dallas and stay in Dallas because the market was dry. Nobody was going to trade for you, and you was going to end up on the vet minimum. Carmelo Anthony learned the hard way. That's why Russell Westbrook returned to the Clippers because he was on the same path Carmelo Anthony was. Chris Paul, if he don't buck up and accept his role over there, Next year when he's a free agent, James Harden, you're doing all this right now, but next year when you're an unrestricted free agent, you think that you're going to cash in, you better go play for that $32 million, James Harden, because that's the most you're going to get. And if you do some fuck shit, you're going to be playing on the $4 or $5 million vet minimum next year. So I think Kyrie was smart, and he made sure that he got paid and he established that wealth, man, that generational wealth that everybody talk about. Kyrie secured his bag, especially after the last year that he had. All right, but let's get to the next NBA news, man. So NBA is looking for expansion. We all know about the Oklahoma City Thunder. They used to be the Seattle Seahawks. Kevin Durant actually got drafted to the Seattle Seahawks, I mean, uh, Seattle Supersonics before they became the Oklahoma City Thunder. Also, Las Vegas is a popular spot. They're talking about bringing an NBA team. What are y'all thoughts on NBA expansion? And what do you think, Vegas or Seattle, which city should get the next NBA team? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say this. I, I actually, uh, I don't know if y'all play 2K, but you can actually do this on 2K. Like, they got a whole bunch of, like, different – cities and stuff like that where that don't have nba franchises or they do and you can add other teams or what have you but um i would just break it up so like yeah you're right in the west of course vegas is going to get a team they already have 
a hockey team that just won a Stanley Cup, WNBA team that just won a championship. Um, about to get a baseball team, okay? Basketball, they got the the Raiders. Excuse me, they got you know they got uh, the Death Star out there. Um, so basketball is certainly on its way to Vegas. There's no question. Um, I I believe that maybe the Sacramento Kings should go to Vegas. That would be, um, especially with the name, the Kings, Kings, Cards, Aces, all of that. It just fits. Um, and then of course, of course, Seattle needs their team back. Um, you know, I don't think the Supersonics should have left and went to Oklahoma City. Um, so definitely Seattle. And then in the East. A, team, a city like Pittsburgh already has all of the major teams, the baseball, football, um, and, and, um, and hockey. Uh, so adding a basketball team would be perfect. Um, a, a city like Baltimore, who has football and, uh, um, yeah, football and baseball already. So adding a basketball team would be perfect. Um, I'll probably say maybe Tampa Bay as well. Tampa Bay, you know, they got the Rays, the Lightning, and the Buccaneers have all won championships in the last decade, I believe. Uh, so adding a basketball team down there um, uh, would be would be tough as well. Maybe a third team in the West, maybe like a team like San Diego. Uh, y'all out there in Cali, I don't know. Um, you know, San Diego would be a good fit. But I, I couldn't see another city in the – I mean, Texas already has all the teams. Um Minnesota has a team, you know, other than that, it's like Idaho and Montana. They're not getting basketball teams, right? So uh, Seattle, Vegas, maybe San Diego, and then out east, I would say uh, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, or Tampa Bay. Hmm. Hmm. I actually like that. Uh, yeah, me like, too. Like, like, <laughs> like, how you, like how you said. Yeah, I kind of, I, mean, I thought about like, this as soon as I thought the question. I was like, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean almost everybody plays 2k and if you create a team and you like to do gmo that's what you do where am i moving to right (laughs) and me myself you know living in seattle breathing the air and everything bring back the supersonics i mean one of the greatest franchise fans is seattle fans we got our 12th man now bring back the supersonics i mean damn the supersonics went against michael jordan and in the finals right and like and then you leave to the thunder i mean you had some of the greatest players you got gary payton sean kent i mean damn you drafted kevin durant bring back the seahawks i mean seahawks uh Supersonic. <laughs> yeah, bring back them, bring back them supersonic. Uh, Vegas, like Amrock said, it's it's they're gonna get a team. That's money. That's money right there. Um, and like I said, I, I agree with Amrock. I think we need a East Coast team at this point. If you ain't doing Vegas or Seattle, there's really nowhere to go in the freaking in the west um the mid west there's really no teams to build on i mean like amron said you can do a florida team and everything if anything i like the old school stuff too so get rid of brooklyn nets and go back to new jersey that's my yeah. only other thing yeah. <laughs> bring back think about that bring back new jersey nets forget brooklyn one. nets yeah. go back to new jersey that's a that was a good one. Those are all really good. Yeah, I was thinking Florida as well. Tampa Bay I never didn't even 
Dono, yeah, like they don't have any basketball team out there. Honestly, man, only because like I'm from the IE, Ontario, Ontario, California. Um, we do have like a little, uh, uh, a smaller, like minor league basketball team out here, but just because it's so close to LA, I think like we, it would generate a lot of revenue, especially in Inland Empire, man. There's a lot of basketball heads out here. Um, man, you guys pretty much hit all the, uh, all the, all the top cities that I, that I would even, uh, even think about going. Baltimore is a, is a great, is a great one too. But yeah, definitely bringing back Seattle. Um, Bring it back to see, uh, damn it, the uh, the Supersonics. Um, you definitely want to see that 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 legacy come back again. We like, like you said, with the Sean Kemp's and the Gary Paytons. Um, yeah, I, I I definitely think it would be it would be a great look for uh on, for Ontario, California, man, to 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 get to get actual NBA team. I'm with it. I'm with it. Playing the Toyota Center, they probably got exactly man. I think the uh the, the Clippers G League team, the the Agua Caliente Clippers. Yeah, I think they're they the center right there. But yeah, bringing them bringing a, a NBA team down this way, bro, man, you man, you, you talk about some mm, some real exciting stuff, man. For real, for real. I think that uh Las Vegas is a prime destination that the NBA is gearing towards. Yeah. With the summer league being played in, in in Vegas every year, with all the rookies going out there, the tickets to see that is just ridiculous. And then, you know, you got this new play-in tournament, and this play-in tournament, or or whatever they're calling it during the season, this in-season tournament, the championship games, the last I guess four games of that tournament is going to be played in Las Vegas. So they got that, you know, already in Las Vegas. So I think the combine sometimes or the draft will be is in Las Vegas. So they're already using Las Vegas as a hub. So I think that with the Nevada, with the no state tax, and with the betting, and with the visitors, and, and with the with the traffic, I think that that's where the NBA is headed. Because you could go to Vegas, see one of your favorite players play at the same time while you know what I'm saying enjoying the city. I think that it's inevitable. Especially over a city like Seattle right now, if we're gonna pick Vegas or Seattle, which one's gonna generate more revenue? We already Seattle. know. Seattle. <laughs> so you already know, man. But let's get to the football, man. So we got to get to the football. Ezekiel Elliott, longtime Dallas Cowboy, is there? Drop, man. It was talking. They were talking about bringing him back on a lesser contract. When the training camp started and Zeke never returned. So it was, it was about a, a lot of grief about the running back market, saying that run it was down on running backs and no running backs was getting paid. Zeke was one of the last running backs to get the big contract and not live up to it. So he is a big reason why the running back market is what it is right now. And now he finally gets a team. He signs a one-year deal with the uh, New England Patriots. What are y'all thoughts on Ezekiel Elliott on the New England Patriots? Do you think it's a good fit? And do you think it's just a one and done and he'll be back on in street clothes next year? Or this is going to be an actual good fit? I'll go first since mine is very short. Um, This does nothing for nobody. Like It doesn't change the needle of the Super Bowl picks. 
it doesn't like he's the Patriots aren't a threat to the Ravens. The Patriots aren't a threat to <laughs> the Chiefs, the Bengals. They're not a threat to. I mean, not even my Seahawks. Like, like okay, they got they got a the running back. He should have came to Seattle because we need a running back. But this absolutely does nothing for anybody. It's good that black man got paid. You know, get get your get your bread, get your money. Um, but other than that, it moves no needle for any. It doesn't move the needle for the Buffalo Bills. Like that doesn't. It doesn't scare anybody in the league. Like I, I like it'll be like him going to like the Cleveland Browns or something. It's like, oh, okay, cool. It will be more like news breaking if he went to like the Jets, right? You got, yeah. You got Aaron Rodgers and you got Zeke. But he didn't go there. He went to the Patriots that don't even have Tom Brady anymore and got rid of um, um, Cam Newton. So, what? He got Belichick? I'm done. He got Belichick and Mac Jones. Yeah, same. His better bet would have been to stay with the Cowboys. Um if he was going to try to like figure out to do something, he should have just stayed with the Cowboys. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they would have played him much. If, if anybody's been watching some of the preseason, hey, my guy Deuce Vaughn looks pretty, looks <laughs> looks pretty solid. So I don't know, I don't know what type of playing time he would have gotten. But I mean, at least he would have been on a on a team that uh, was going somewhere. Um, like I said, man, uh, yeah, it doesn't move the needle for anybody. No one's scared of that move. Um, it's their the Patriots are going to end up being who they were the, uh, since Tom Brady left. Um, I know Belichick is really good at using running backs uh, for you know uh, short short game touchdowns. So I mean that's and that's Zeke's specialty. So I mean hey, this is this just seem more like a, a like a payday thing for him. It might be yeah, it doesn't do anything for anybody. Glad he got paid, but. Stay with the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you guys. It, it doesn't move the needle for anything. Um, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, yeah, he should have just stayed in Dallas um, and been the backup to Tony Pollard, just accepted that role. Um, I believe the Patriots already have a starting running back, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember his name or recall his name. But, um, you know, he – at this point in his career, he's the second guy, maybe even the third guy. Um, but, you know, I mean, again, you know, uh, he had to go where he could get the bat. And the Patriots needed a running back. They brought him in, um, you know, and just hopefully he's there to, you know, to perform, just play football and perform because um, you never know. You know, another team might pick him up for two years or another year. I mean, you never know. And so hopefully he just, you know, is ready to perform. Uh, he's in shape. He's ready. Um, but yeah, as far as the impact on the league or even the division, there's no impact here. The Patriots are probably still going to finish fourth in that division. Um, and that's that, I mean, they're not going to make the playoffs, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, unless, you know, Tua goes down again, Diggs goes down for Buffalo, Aaron Rodgers goes down for, I mean, that's the only thing. <laughs> That's a lot. That's <laughs> a lot. My man needs a mirror. It's literally the only way the Patriots um, have a shot, uh, especially in the AFC. And Ezekiel Elliott doesn't 
they would have been better, you know, trying to go after Dalvin Cook before the Jets got him. You know, that could hey. been, oh, okay, but Ezekiel Elliott, no, no. I think that Zeke is like the the football version of Zion Williamson. Mm. It's like, man, if your ass could have just never got fat, if your ass could have just stayed in shape, if you could have just lived up to the hype, if you got that you got them big checks early. You 21, 22, getting these multi-million dollar checks, and you don't take it seriously. Now, you see Zion slim down, and he bulked up. Luckily, he getting his second chance because he almost got traded away this this offseason. But as far as Zeke, you know what I'm saying? He played his hand one too many times. Well, you you should have came in. You should have never let a Tony Pollard, you know, even seize that opportunity. You should have been – Dominant, you should have been by far the best running back. And the fact that Tony Pollard even was hanging with you and they was even considering going to him in the clutch moments lets you know that you didn't put in the work, man, and you fumbled the opportunity. One thing that I don't I, I hate is when people fumble opportunities, man. You know how hard people gotta be to get in place to even give you the opportunity. All the work I put in to even get put in this position. And then I give you an opportunity, and then you fumble it. You know what I'm saying? You don't understand how that affects me. Jerry Jones put his money up on that man, and he went to Cabo, was working out in the sand, and came back 30 pounds fatter. <laughs> I got year after. I got I got something just a just a little bit to repeat, just a little bit, only because um uh, I was listening to first take. I probably shouldn't, y'all know, but <laughs> I listened to first take. And, uh, you know, listen to Stephen A. And he has a few good things that I agree with, this in particular. And it was just really more so just like just about running backs in general, about um, having them enter the draft a little earlier. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, that way they can get their bag sooner because Mm -hmm. I don't think any one of us are going to sit there and say Ezekiel Elliott fumbled the bag. The man was a a three-time rushing leader for the first three years of his career. So I think if he would have got a bag earlier, I think that 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 conversation would be a little different. Um, I don't. Uh, I said, yeah, man. Yeah, obviously, like around year. What's he got? He got his bag. What in year four? Year five? So that's right there, man. Year four and year five for a running back. That's damn near half half of their of their life as a running back. You got about three or four more good years, and it's a wrap. So fumble the bag. At the time that he got it, sure. Uh, but did he live up to a great running back at, at, as a cowboy? Yeah, I, th- I think he did. Yeah, to your to your point about the the running backs with the contracts, yeah, because um, I I remember what Stephen they said that too. I think it was like give them after the third year, give them that player option, if you will, to kind of. And by that time, especially if players come out when they're 20, 21 years old. Now you're 22 23 maybe 24 and now you could potentially get that next big contract that might take you all the way up to you know maybe 29 or 30 mm-hmm. which makes sense because then by that time that running back would have been burnt out as they say by by year 30 right so yeah i definitely agree with that that point as well that, that he made yeah man it's crazy man i think that I think that for running backs in special positions like receivers, I think you should be able to be one and done. 
They got to yeah. the one and done, you know, for 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 like corners, receivers, certain positions. You know, they shouldn't have to spend three, four years in college. You you're literally risking they they're they're risking their bodies and their whole future. You know what I'm saying? They're not even in school to go to school. They're taking all PE classes just to keep their GPA up. I mean, it's all a hoax, man. And now that they're getting that NIL money, now they can get paid without having to hide it. I mean, school is even more useless as far as the student athlete is just the, the athlete at school. It ain't the student athlete no more, especially right. with the NIL. Let's get to this hip hop, man. So, 50 years of hip hop has been so many hits, so many bangers. And they all have been produced by some killer producers. What producer would you guys say is the greatest producer of all time, just in the hip hop genre? We know we got people that cross over, you know, R&B, all that. Who is the greatest hip hop producer? Go ahead, Amron. Wow, uh, as a as a hip hop fan, man, uh, there has been so many it's been so many like you can't you can't buckle it down to one um i mean you know obviously a doctor not in any order obviously a dr dre a timberland as you see a kanye west uh, oh man many like, many fresh man it's just so many uh pharrell um jay dilla rest in peace uh that's just blaze right there that's blaze dj like there's so many um you know ones that of course stand the test of time um, and who have been doing this for a long time, the Timberlands, the Dr. Dre's, uh, the Pharrell's, um, uh, DJ Premier, um, you know, some of the, those East Coast producers, man. Um, ah, geez, there's been, there's just been so many, there's been so many hip hop producers that have changed the game, um, you know, brought something new, brought something different, um, expanded to different genres as well like a kanye like a pharrell um who expanded to also doing pop and r&b and um producers who really made artists careers like a manny fresh you know with little wayne on the carter i mean like ah come on you know right mm. um you know what would jay-z be without kanye on the blueprint um you know it's it's just been so many um you know the hitman you know, uh, with, with bad boy. I mean, Ooh, they, buddy. You know, it's just it's too many to name, right? Mm, you know, mm. of course, of course. You know, get Dr. Dre and and what he did. You know, with NWA and Elm and Fifty. Um, and then now this younger generation, uh, and, and group of talent, man. It, you know, there's just so so many talented producers out there. Um, it's just hard to buckle it down to one. Uh, but one of those guys in the mix, and a lot of people forget about Jay Dilla, man. Jay Dilla, rest in peace. Far Side, um, you know, a Slum Village. Oh man, you know, uh, yo, oh Q-Tip for a Tribe Called Quest. I mean, it's just, you know, there's just so, so many, so many, so many. Uh, but that's the beauty about hip hop um, that there is so many, and you could pick any one as being your favorite, right? So um salute to hip-hop on that man but great I, i'll say my personal favorite producer in the in the music that that he's made and the, and the hits that he's behind um kanye west 
is is up there for me. As crazy as Kanye is and all that, really look at his um, discography. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, and look at the music and the hits that this man has produced for so many artists that you wouldn't even know. Um, it's it's incredible. So I would I would put his name at at the top. But there's so many. There's so many. I uh, I, I can't refute anything he just said. <laughs> Um, I think uh, when it comes down to that, it's more like because you know music is so subjective. Um, uh, yeah, it really just depends on you know what what genre of music, of genre of of hip hop that you're that you want to go to. When it comes to West Coast, you know we already know we already we already know you know there's uh, only really a handful who have, who have that 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 staple. Uh, Dre, um, Daz. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I know I'm missing a few. Hit boy, uh, boy, yeah, quick, yeah. exactly quick. Um, so you know it's it's uh, there, there's the, uh, mustard. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Zaytoven. There's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, uh, when it when it comes out, having to break it down. When you go to like you know the uh, the Virginia sound, the Midwest sound. You got Timberland. You know, uh, Pharrell, um, uh, 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 Dilla. Uh, you know, Dilla, although being my my very my favorite producer of all time, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, man, uh, it's so subjective, brother. Uh, it's I can't, I I would never. I think I think I'll be. I think we would all be doing like a disservice trying to get trying to give one person um, that spot. Uh, it's just way too many, way way too many. And then like you know, and then like we can really break it down, man. Like you know, producer and then beat makers, man. Like. There's so many people who have the argument between, you know, who what's what, you know, who takes precedent over over what. So, bro, yeah, <laughs> there is no there is no goat when it comes to greatest producer of of, of all, all time when it comes to hip hop, man. There's just so much of a melting pot, bro. It's 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 hard to it's hard to make any type of argument for that. Yeah, I I I agree. I mean, the GOAT conversation when it comes to a producer is way different than a GOAT conversation that is basketball. Because mm-hmm. basketball, you mm-hmm. can kind of sort of single out one person that did more than everybody else, right? When it comes to producing an album, even the main producer is not the only one that's producing on that person's album. Mm-hmm. So who do you really give give the credit to? And like th- I was thinking of so many different ways of trying to narrow narrow it down. Um me myself, I'm more of a East Coast person. I love East Coast rap. That's actually what I started on. That's that's what I love. Uh, I'm not really a West Coast music fan. That's just it's not really I like some songs, but it's not my cup of tea. But at the same time, that man right there comes to head and just go, hey, maybe you, maybe y'all, you got to give it to Dr. Dre. Because if you technically you give it to Dr. Dre, because what is the number one hip hop album sold? Eminem, the Eminem show, 225 million sold, right? So do you give it to, do you give it to Dr. Dre because he was producer on it? but he wasn't the only producer on it, right? Then you go, okay, arguably, what 
is considered the greatest hip hop album of all times. Mm. Illmatic. Illmatic. Illmatic was produced by DJ Premier, right? Mm -hmm. Stillmatic. DJ Premier. But guess who else was on Illmatic or Stillmatic? Um, What's it? Quant. Yeah, Q Tip. His. P Rock, his boy, Lorf, yeah. So it's 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 hard to pick one, and then I go, because where my brain first went is I overlooked the hip hop part, and I thought producer, and first person that came in my head actually was Quincy Jones, and then I was like, oh well, let's give it to Quincy Jones, right? Because I overlooked the hip hop part, and I was like. One of the greatest artists of all time, Michael Jackson. He did Bad Thriller, and he did freaking um, Writing on the Wall, right? And so I'm like, Quincy Jones. And then I looked, I was like, Calum, Calum gives you details when he puts in his titles. So I went back, and I was like, oh, that's a hip-hop. Nope, Quincy, you out. But Quincy Jones has 28 Grammys, right? The next producer that has close to him is Kanye West with 24, mm. right? And so I'm like, okay, well, Kanye. And then I started looking at Kanye's resume. And a lot of people don't know about Kanye's resume where you don't know my name, produced by Kanye West. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Stand Up, produced by Kanye mm -hmm. West. Mm -hmm. Like the blueprint, like you guys already said, Kanye West. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just like, he does Mariah Carey stuff. I mean, freaking is is just crazy. And I know we said the Pharrells, the Timberlands, and everything like that. Rest in peace, Maganu, you know, or Magoo, whatever you want to go by. Um, but like when I talked to my brother about it, his two picks was Jay Dillon and uh, DJ Premier. And then when you guys were talking right now, we'll say a whole bunch of names, but we also forget Little John. Oh you man, know, yeah, no, damn, man, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it is just crazy, like freaking. At one point in time, of producers I was listening to, I forget what they were called, but um, Jaquan's Jaquan's people, they were coming out with them knockers. Um, they did hood hop and everything like that. So, yeah. Like, yeah. It, Mm -hmm. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just—it's just so many people that you can't. This this one, Kalen, you can't give it to you. This is actually a team effort. Fifteen hundred Justice League, uh, bro. Yeah, the yeah, you're absolutely right, man. Yeah, not what do you even think about those guys? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Scott Storch. Uh, Scott Storch. Oh, Scott Storch. Jesus. Quest Love. Um, mm -hmm. oh, man. Um, and a sleeper that nobody really says, Missy Elliott. Missy oh, Elliott. Yeah. Missy Elliott. Most of the stuff was Missy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I, I think I, that a lot of producers have they 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 runs like mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying. Y'all remember Lex Luger? Lex yeah, Luger man. had an epic run for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? His drop was on everything. You know. Who was that that was doing uh, on the, the, the Mac Miller tape? I can't remember. Oh, 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 man. Damn, what's his name? I know exactly what you're talking about, too. Damn, what's they had the legendary. 
Then um, man, there's just so many producers. Did we say I, I think JD? That on the West Coast, though, as JD, us hey, uh, Jermaine Dupree, yeah, Coast. yeah, okay. Us growing up on the West Coast, though, I think that we all watch uh, Mustard's run, though. ID, ID, we, we seen Mustard's, we, we, we seen DJ Mustard's run from beginning to now. We was in the house parties, you know what I'm saying, listening to Mustard. We all seen Pusha Inc., you know what I'm saying, from, from when yeah. it was a little jerking day, doing their little parties to YG and them actually blowing up. Like, we've seen that happen right before our eyes. And I mm -hmm. think that for us and our generation, Mustard definitely has the most influence because we've seen it. That, I, I, everybody that we named on this list, DJ Mustard, we've seen that shit with our own eyes. You know what I'm saying? That shit all unfolded right before us. And that shit was, was dope to see what they did. I mean, him and YG had their little beef. That was that was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? We hate that. You know, it was Ty Dollar Sign over there with them, uh, Joe Moses. Joe Moses, 211, Autumn Cats. Came out that, whole little, that whole little camp, you know, who Tay F. Third. Tay F. Third, that's the home right there. There was a whole bunch of artists off the West Coast that kind of fed off that momentum that YG and Mustard had, man. And then Mustard was everywhere within the industry. He even had songs with like Rihanna. You know what I'm saying? He had songs with, with Kanye, Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? He was he was everywhere. So I think that Mustard had a legendary run that we definitely seen before our eyes. And that shit was hella dope. But as do far we, as picking do we, a goat, it's just too hard to pick one. Is it possible? Do, you, do we count uh, a DJ clue and a dj uh quick and a dj yeah. Khaled. they not they more executive producers they don't actually yeah, and, and see that's that's what i was saying earlier producers. between like the, the distinction between beat makers and producers like people don't really know uh hell when it comes because when it comes to that case man uh, you got you got to bring p diddy into this conversation you know, mm -hmm. like these are just like pr producers and beat maker like those. Yeah, when you come to producers, bro, man, that's very Gordy. You want to go back to like old school cats? It's just like these dudes were are these dudes were are smart enough to bring the right talent to create a situation. Like uh, DJ Khaled is huge for that. He's just you know saying he's just really more. He's just he's just more open about it. You know what I'm saying it's social media, so everybody knows knows the situation. Um. But if, if we're gonna if we're gonna do that, then bro, there's no way in hell you're gonna be able to fucking figure out a, a, a goat conversation for for the greatest producer. And, and real and real quick, even though they weren't hip hop, they influenced a lot to do with you know hip hop. Uh, um, Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam, the man, the <laughs> face, baby face. And uh, Teddy Riley, man, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, even though they weren't hip hop, they, you know, they, they, especially Teddy Riley. I mean, he he actually did hip hop beats for for rap cats. So those guys too, man. Yeah, all definitely all time greats. Same, I agree. That was it. Sure. So we all know about the wildfires in Maui, man, and we all know that President Joe Biden came out. Pledged all the survivors a one-time seven hundred dollar payment for their grief. 
That's not true. <laughs> and we got people over there advocating to buy people's land as they're trying to turn it into a resort island or something. And all these developers over there trying to purchase people's land after their whole lives are burned down. Well, now we got Joe Biden doing his first visit. And during his visit, he lives up to his name, Sleepy Joe, because he falls asleep during the commencement ceremony as they're talking. He literally falls asleep. What are y'all thoughts on, man, your, your President Joe Biden, not only giving people a one-time payment of $700, but then going over there and being so disinterested that he falls asleep in front of everybody's eyes. What are your thoughts on your president, Joe Biden? <laughs> oh, my oh. God. Yeah. Oh, my. It, you heard that silence from everybody because nobody knows <laughs> what the hell to say. It, it, it is it's crazy to me how I don't support number 45. I don't support Trump. I don't support none of these presidents. But one thing I did notice, if the shoe was on the other foot, it will be all over the place. Oh, Trump fell asleep, blah, 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 blah. I know he was getting in trouble for like, not saying nothing for COVID for a little bit. Like he got in trouble for that. These people lost their lot. I mean, well, lost their homes that they probably had for a very long time. Then you offer them $700, $700. Their mortgage was more than seven. You do, you know how much milk cost when I went on my honeymoon to Maui, the milk cost $12, $12 for some milk. And that was in like 2000 and freaking like, 10 or something like that right so that twelve dollars for much seven hundred dollars ain't gonna do nothing then you just show that you're disinterested but let it come around election time then he's gonna want everybody's vote and that's what they do they act like they interested in him. we need the black vote we're gonna do this for the black people blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> and then they do absolutely nothing for us they just wanted your vote. This man falls asleep. Now it tells me two things. It tells me maybe he's just too old for the job, y'all. The dude's like 80 something years old. He needs his nap. Like I understand I'm 35 years old. And if I go hard, like, like edit videos and do a whole bunch of stuff, I get tired at 35. And I'll be telling my kids, I'll be telling my kids, yo, daddy need a nap, right? So maybe he's just too old for the job and he's running for a second term. Like, do we understand this? Look at that face. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> like this man is going to run for a second term, a term and he's automatically going to get people's vote because we don't want to get trump in office which trump is running for office and he's on a rico charge <laughs> where are That's we going with america? 
That's some G ass shit, man. Hey, bro, you out Where here? Where are we uh, going with America? You out here? Uh, uh, literally, literally, literally saying I'm pipping the system and doing it right in front of you. Um, yeah, Joe Biden. Uh, hey, bro, look, man. I, 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 I didn't vote for the man. I didn't vote for neither one of them. Um, so, and yeah, I ain't vote for either one. Uh, 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 and Joe Biden being sleepy Joe, like, like you said, Caitlin. He hates living up to his living up to to, to code, bro. So I don't wanna, you know, I can't condemn him for being who he is. Um that yeah, that seven hundred dollar thing. Um, you know, I'm not quite sure of how like because there I think there was like there was like more to that, and I, I don't necessarily remember much of uh uh kind of like that debunk right there, so I really can't speak towards that. Um but yeah, him going him going to sleep during like a serious situation. Um yeah, man, that that's not a that's, that's not a great look. And who, I don't give a shit if you're a Republican or or a Democrat. If you vote this man back into office, man, it's there's really some that that says more for like the people who's who's voting for Joe Biden to get back in office. Yeah, I don't I don't think uh, Trump's going to go back in office either. I really think somebody else from the republic the Republican side is gonna is gonna take that home. I don't think neither one of those two goofballs are gonna get it. This coming election, but you know, hey, weird, weird things have happened. Trump was Trump was elected the first time, so. <laughs> hey, hey but yeah, yes, uh, seven hundred dollars to uh, the people of Hawaii um, who lost their homes, and then on top of that, um, you know, real estate agents coming in there and and trying to offer um, money for the property of these homes that these people lost um, shows what America is, um, not just with Joe Biden. Uh, this is how America is, period. Um, this is not the first time that something like this has happened. Um, and so we all know what the game is out there. They cause uh, those wildfires because they want those people um, that, that land, um, you know, so they can start building resorts and hotels on that land. Um, because we all know that, you know, especially um, for the rich, not just in America, but everywhere, um, they want the world to be their playpen. They want all of us, you know, the, the, either the, the poor, or the quote unquote middle class um, to, you know, uh, be their servants, you know, at the at these hotels, at these resorts, you know. Um, and this is this is where it's headed. Right. As far as Joe Biden sleeping. Are we surprised again? This is, you know, this is the prime example of why at a certain age you should no longer be a politician. You are, um, not to say that, uh, you know, your 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 age definitely gives us history, right? It you you are a historian, especially based on how long you've been on this on this world. My mom is a historian. She's been, you know, been around for decades. She's seen a lot, right? Um, so that makes you a part of history. That makes you a historian. Um, and so with Joe Biden, I mean, and all these other politicians, though, it also can make you, um, what's the term? Um, I can't think of the term. It just, it just can make you not present for lack of a better term, right? You're, you're, you're not understanding what's going on in this current world, in this current society with these uh, group of, especially young people out here. Um, you're not understanding that $700, this isn't 2000, 
2003, you know, $700, you know, that's maybe an electric bill for some people. That's some people's, you know, putting gas in people's cars for a month. Um, that is no way near what people pay in mortgage to Yon's point. There's no way, nowhere near what these people probably pay in the mortgage. Um, it is absolutely um, asinine um, that this is taking place. Um, but again, whether we have Trump in there or Biden in there, um, you know, again, it's going to be it's going to be the same thing. It, it, when Obama was in there, it was the same thing. Right. America does not care about the people, no matter where you are. You could be in Hawaii, you could be in Alaska, you could be a territory like Puerto Rico, Guam, wherever. They do not care about the American people. Um, and this is a prime example of that. Um, and it's a shame because we are the same people who pay Biden's salary. You know, we are taxpayers that pays their salaries. The 30 percent that they take out goes to their salaries, period. So we um, they have an obligation to us. Um, I hope those, uh, you know, Hawaiian people, you know, um, stand up against this. Um, and again, you know, with him sleeping, are, are we surprised? Again, he's an old man. It's, you know, he was probably, you know, bored out of his mind why he was there. He doesn't really want to be there. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's just real. He doesn't want to be there. Like, let's let's be real. Like, you know, I'm only here out of obligation because I'm the president. So I have to show face. Uh, you know, he didn't want to be there. Um, you know, same reason why it took Bush forever to get down to uh, New Orleans for Hurricane Katrina, right? They don't want to do these things, right? They, they really don't. Uh, it's a job for them to get money, to ultimately get a book deal, um, maintain that same salary for the rest of their life and have a uh, secret service watch them for the rest of the life. That's, that's all it's about. Um, it's a pawn, it's a puppet show with that presidency. Um, and you know, yeah, unfortunately if you do vote, yeah, you're probably voting for the lesser of the two evils. Um, in last election, yeah, that, yeah, I guess that was quote unquote Trump. Um, this election, I said it last show is going to be Dos Santos. Uh, I'm calling it now. Trump will not win. Watch out for the people who are following this man, following his rhetoric, um, similar to how they followed Trump. And we didn't believe, we didn't believe that Trump would get elected. Um, you know, and, and look what happened. So people need to watch out what's going on in Florida. Like I've been saying on the show the last, you know, five times I've been on here. It's it's real. Um, people need to pay attention. The Democrats or, or the Independent Party, whoever, the Green Party, the Blue Party, the Mars, whoever, if they want a shot at this, look at what's going on down in Florida. I'm telling you, it's going to be the Trump. Yeah, this is a smoke screen. They're saying Trump, 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 Trump. And the Santos is going to be the people, these crazy people out here, man, America, that's exactly what they want. Again, they don't want us to know that we won throughout our history. That's exactly what Florida is trying to take away, trying to take away to show kids that, hey, we won during civil rights. We won during the Black Panther Party. We we had Black Wall Street, all these different things that they're trying to take away. So the real shit here is look out for Dos Santos and Joe Biden. He can, you know, uh, he could be sleep. He can go to sleep. Uh, that actually symbolizes a lot of what's going on, right? They're asleep. They're not awake. They're not, especially these politicians, they're not hip to what's going on. They're not, they don't have their eyes open. They don't see, they don't care. So yeah, they don't care. Yeah, I'm glad you brought the Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Eugene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I was just saying they don't care. Yeah. No, I agree. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I apologize. Go ahead. Mm, they I, don't care. <laughs> before you go, before you go, Caleb, uh, there is nothing new under the there is nothing new under the sun. 
And I think if the seven, like I still got to, I want to see it for myself, the $700. But let's say the $700 is true, right? And it's <laughs> that's $700 that black people didn't get when we got ripped from our land and brought over here to build their land, right? That was $700 that Mexico didn't get when they burnt down everything and they took over California and everything of that nature. That's $700 that in 1950, the people that we go, that were forced out of their homes so they can build Dodger Stadium mm-hmm. did not get Talk to them. As, as well. So them giving $700, that's why he sleep. He's like, we paid y'all. Y'all should be happy. Mm-hmm. Great point. Great point. That when, y'all, when y'all say they don't give a fuck, I mean, I think y'all hitting it head on. I don't usually do this, but I want to play y'all this clip of the president. I want y'all thoughts on what this nigga say right now, man. Watch this shit. Are we just going to ignore that Joe Biden said this? Watch Joe Biden declare that police right now just don't pull over white people somehow. Watch. If I were your daughter, what advice would you give me the next time I am stopped by the police? If you were my daughter, you'd be a Caucasian girl and you wouldn't be pulled over. Oh, my God. Did he just say that? It's hard to believe that. Did he just? Here it is now. Why, are we, why are we shots? Why are we shots? Yeah. He, he, only, he only stated what we all know. He said the truth. He stated the truth. Absolutely right. He said, if you're my daughter, you're a Caucasian woman, you wouldn't be pulled over. He's absolutely right. And that is exactly what's wrong with America. His PR team try to hide it. Well, his PR team will try to flip it and go, well, what he meant by that is he was acknowledging the the unequalness that black people have. And with that, that's why he said it how he said it. No, he said it that way because he's racist. <laughs> yeah, like, the same guy who, who was like sitting there putting all, so many stipulations on, 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 on the war on drugs. It's the same old white dude who uh just recently before uh, during his his campaign telling uh uh if you don't vote for me you ain't black enough like come on man <laughs> this is also I mess with this guy this is also the same dude that was behind that was one of the architects of the 1994 uh um uh, crime bill incarceration and, exactly. and over hundreds of thousands of, of black men in particular um this, yeah. is, the same, this is that same individual um so yeah, we're not we're not surprised. And yeah, there could have been more context um after uh that clip. Um, you know, and they could have tried to spin it that way. However, uh again, we can't ignore what he said, and that is the truth, and we all know it to be the truth. Um, even police officers, we've seen the clips on IG or TikTok, even police officers have, you know, went on there and said, Yes, you know, hey, if you're driving slow and you're black, we're gonna pull you over. Da-da-da. We've seen it. So, you know, and, and that's the thing about America now. Nobody's hiding from it. And Trump did that, especially um, for white people. He was the first one in, in a very long time 
um, to, you know, probably since Reagan and Nixon, um, as a Republican to come out and bluntly say, yeah, you know, yeah, be white and proud and, you know, and let them know what, what the deal is. And, you know, um, yeah, this, and this is why we bringing out white chairs. Oh yeah! <laughs> this is why we bring out oh white man, white chairs for the white people. That needs to be hey, hey, and that needs to be uh, that needs to be patent too. To Dr. Umar Johnson's point, we need to patent all of our inventions, and that black man invented the folding chair. I don't know if that's a patent thing uh, that we have, but such shit like that is important, man. Shit like hey, that that's important, dog. <laughs> That's funny how it uh how it is uh all pretty much circles back. Black man invented right. the white chair. Black man went ahead and used that white chair for for mm-hmm. for good, you know, for good purposes. <laughs> he he doing the dude that used the the uh, chair. He going around doing radio interviews and stuff. Smart. It's that is fucking hilarious. I'm sorry. Hilarious. Write a book, sell sell movie rights to uh not the lifetime to you know to one of VH uh what is it um VH1 somebody MTV films yeah that yeah do do all the shit that white people do that's monetized book for sure the security guard and, and dude with the chair need to star in a documentary on, on what happened. Yep, and the swimmer and him and the swimming in the chair, yeah, him me in the chair. Well, yeah, back to Joe Biden, man. We're not surprised. We we talk about this shit every week on this podcast. Uh, and just like y'all say, keep the same energy. And then brought up Trump on 500 different charges. I don't think that the people understand what's going on. Is that a Democratic Party is weaponizing the, the DOJ because they have the presidency to go against his political opponents. And that's the same thing that Hitler did when he sees control of Germany. Hmm. So this is this is not, nothing new under the sun. This is a tactic. And they're literally weaponizing the, the Department of Justice so that they can go against their political opponents. And this is why Trump is getting brought up on charges in, in all these blue states everywhere across the nation right now. It's no coincidence. This shit is all planned out, man. And it's funny because just like Amrock said, still you're running Joe Biden, so you're doing all of this. And then if it's Joe Biden versus DeSantos, DeSantos gonna run away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like That's I said, man, it's, it's gonna be one of them Republicans. It's it's gonna be one of them when he's one of rogue ass Republicans. It ain't gonna be no Democrat. And this is the same dude that's erasing Black history in Florida. Mm-hmm. They want that shit. No, you they've been trying to erase black history ever ever since we've tried to create it for ourselves here. You know, uh, but you know that's what I'm why I brought up Kyrie because they tried to cancel Kyrie for posting mm-hmm. that, that documentary because they don't want us to know our history and they don't want us to know our knowledge. The, the, the documentary was from from Hebrew to Negro. Real quick, has you guys watched that documentary? And I'm gonna because I for sure watched it. Uh, I saw 30 minutes of it and I couldn't stand much of it after that. Look, bro, did y'all wait before I say anything? Have y'all seen it? No, I haven't. I've seen portions of the clips of so it. You, so, so you saw snippets of this thing. Look, bro, um, <clears throat> I, for the reasons why Kanye's, uh, Kanye, Kyrie, oh, but both of them, 
why they're being ostracized, I think it's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. Yeah, black people should definitely know where the fuck they come from and so on and so forth. The messenger is where it comes from and the message of where it comes. Yo, if you guys even take five minutes into watching that fucking piece of shit movie, yeah, look, bro, it is, it literally is like a 1996 freak Nick video. I'm, and I'm so serious. Uh, there's like clips of like, uh, Certain, certain past uh, uh, videos like aliens, and then like it goes into like a, a a literal rap song, and goes into like I'm not playing, bro. And then goes into like scriptures from the Bible. Mind you, this person who wrote this, who did this video, takes his thoughts from the actual Bible. So that's why, like, okay, maybe Kyrie should have did a little more research into what he just showed. This is literally just this is just a dude who is learning editing techniques, found a bunch of stuff that that I'm serious, that found a bunch of stuff that correlates with his with his point, with his points that has a little bit of truth in it. Um like I said, bro, I, bro I, we paid $28 for that bullshit. So I was willing to see what was what was behind the the the, the rhetoric. So the message of what Kyrie was trying to Kyrie, Kyrie and Kyrie, what they were trying to say is right. The message of them of what they sent over and replay and 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 tried to repurpose and get people to think about was absolutely terrible, terrible, terrible. And that's why, bro, like that video never got any type of like traction. It got what it got at the time, and ain't nobody talking about that bullshit. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, a lot of it, the, but it's just the, the anti-Semitism. You know, it's like when you tiptoe that line, it's like whether you're right or wrong, you get the same hammer. Whether you, you misjudge or maybe you are misinformed, you get the same hammer. So when it comes to anything anti-Semitic, I don't think that there's just really no no wiggle room. There's nothing, there's nowhere, there's no no room for error. And I think you that can't that, be anti-Semitic. That that show with Kyrie is that if you tiptoe the line, if you post anything, if you show anything that we deem that, whether you know what you're doing or not, whether you agree with the information or not, because Kyrie never said he agreed with the information. He said mm -hmm. he was just sharing the information because he thought that that's something that people should inform themselves he's not pushing he didn't he didn't push the rhetoric one way or another he didn't put a comment and say hey this is such a great he didn't say he said hey check this out and that was his tweet and that was the the extent of it but then he received everything that he received and it's like it's not like he really endorsed the movie he just posted the link I don't think Kyrie can be anti-Semitic, especially if he identifies as a black hero, because that is all that Jew Jewish people, Arabics, um, are they're all in that you know same category. So if he's saying things about that's, that's just like that's just like a black person saying something bad about another black person, you can't be racist against your own folks. You don't say, I mean, well, maybe you can, but <laughs> in this context of what he was trying to explain, he wasn't being anti-Semitic. So I and I and I agree with him when it comes to that. Yes, sir, I, yes, I, I think it's true, like how you said, Caleb. When you think about how long he was suspended and all that, right, off of 
technically him just using his freedom of speech. Now I get it. Hey, it's the NBA technically like whatever, but he technically used this freedom of speech and he was damn near out for almost a year. Right. And almost lost his job and everything like that. What's real big in America right now? Kids going around. Okay. Perfect example. Me and my wife went to go shoot a um, high school football game. All of a sudden, high school is on lockdown because somebody got shot in, in the front. So I'm in a school lockdown. Like, what the hell? Right? So you got shootings all over the place, school shootings, and John Moran gets 25 games. That's <laughs> So I, I I get it. One did his freedom of speech. The other one is still doing it. I mean, technically he's doing his freedom too with a gun, right? If it's registered, I don't know. But 25 games, like I'm just saying that they over, over like reacted to a Kyrie Irving based upon something he did not say hey, go watch this whole movie or endorse the movie or anything. He was just like, hey, look at this little part that I agree with. It'd be the same thing as, hey, go. I like that shirt that says get off the boat of average. And then everything else is outside of what the shirt says. So that's what I, how I see it. Uh, all right. Uh, let's get some shout outs before we get up out of here. Hey, shout out to you guys as always. Um, shout out to Politicking. Um, you know, uh, it's always a pleasure, always a pleasure uh, to be on, on this platform. Um, HL Podcast coming back in September. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Um, uh, Eugene, man, it was great to great to meet you on here, man. Yeah, uh, uh, Caleb, you know, always, you know, always love with you guys, man. Um, you know, everybody just, you know, Again, during these times, man, everybody just stay positive, man. Just stay positive. Keep your prayers up. Keep just keep your spirits up. Um, you know, with everything that's going on, just you know, just be aware. Just you know, um, lift lift your head up from your phones every once in a while, and and just you know, pay attention and, and see what's going on. Uh, you'll be sometimes surprised at what you see. Um, but you know, as always, shout out to you guys. Shout out to politic. Shout out to you, gentlemen. Um, it's always a pleasure uh, just doing this with you guys. Like Amrock said, y'all better get ready for it. HL podcast. It's coming. I can't wait to see it. Um, it's just always awesome jumping on with you gentlemen. Um, and yeah, stay, 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 stay woke, but also like, there's crazy shit that go on. Like, that's just what it is. It's just crazy and everything like that. But that doesn't mean you be stagnant. Like, just because things are unfair for you, it's worse if you do nothing about it. Yes, it's unfair. It's not fair. Life isn't fair at all. Like, forget white people. Forget it all. Life in general is not fair. Life don't care about you. Like life will take a five-year-old and leave the 70-year-old rapist that is in serving life, right? Life isn't fair. 
once we can get that out of our heads, as in we wait for something to happen for us, or we don't do something based upon it not being fair, that's when we lose. So get off the boat of average, dive into the sea of greatness, and do something. Opportunity is not a stripper. It's not going to come sit on your lap. You got to go and knock on some doors. Uh, yeah, I got nothing, man. <laughs> those, are, those are two great outros. Uh, uh, definitely, thank you uh, for having me, uh, Kalem. Uh, yeah, uh, and man, two two brilliant minds. Or three, you know, all three of you guys are brilliant. But you know, being able to sit here and, and, and speak with you brothers um, was a blessing. And thank you guys for sharing your thoughts. Um, hopefully, I can uh, come back to these these uh, great great conversations and um, you know speak with you guys. Uh, and I'd really just to piggyback off what both these gentlemen were saying. Um, yeah, uh, uh, get out there and move. Don't 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 let the negativity of the world uh, keep you stagnant. Uh, stay positive. Think abundant. Think abundant for sure. Um, always know that the universe is uh, uh, there for you. You just have to call to it. Um, yeah, that's really all I got to say, man. Uh, uh, thank you guys again. Hey, Eugene, let everybody know what you do. Everybody don't know who you are, what you do. So let everybody know. You know what I'm saying? That introduction of who you are and what is this you do out here in this world. I, I so I'm a uh, I'm a I'm an artist, uh, rapper, singer, uh, engineer, producer. Um, been doing it for a little over or a little over <laughs> for quite, for 15, over 15 years, man. Uh, so uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm doing I'm doing my thing, man. Um, so catch me on uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, whatever the hell. They got these social media, man. Eugene underscore O'Neill. I got a lot of new projects dropping. Um, yeah, check check your boy out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we running it back media day, man. Twenty twenty three. I ain't throwing up. Hey, everybody know that I I usually throw at least three four events, but I got the Empire Dispensary in Moreno Valley. We doing September twenty third. We doing a uh, media day. We got a uh, Spank Nitty James. Spank. We got, we got Chef Boy. We got a uh, Radio Base. You know what I'm saying? We got we, we got uh, some live podcasts coming. You already know we're gonna do panel conversations. We're gonna do our thing, man. We're gonna have a vendor village out there. You already know. And yeah. Yes, sir. I need you to come back and bless your boy. Mm. Let's make it happen, baby. We we gotta open up that thing with you, man. So we gotta talk. Let's get to it. Let's do it. Last year we had uh speakers. My boy Yah was a speaker out there, so we know we gotta double back and bring him back out here media day, man. One thing that uh I try to do is is provide opportunities. You know what I'm saying? It's like, like just like y'all said, opportunities aren't a stripper. That's just going to come and, and sit down on your lap. And, and a lot of times it's based upon the community that you build and the people that you choose to extend your energy and your time to. So, you know what I'm saying? So I, the, the main focus that I've been doing is trying to focus on building that community of like-minded individuals so that we can all help each other progress and get to our dreams. 
if, if you look at everybody on this panel, man, the moment where I met you guys and the moment where you guys are are, are few far in between. You guys are, have grown leaps and bounds from where we were to where we were at. You know what I'm saying? So I commend y'all brothers, man. You know me. I'm going to keep pushing always. I, I stay getting to it, man. I'm I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm unyielding. If there's one word that's going to describe me, I move at my own pace. You know what I'm saying? I won't slow down or speed up for nothing or nobody. You know what I'm saying? I'm just focused on getting to that end goal. You know what I'm saying? And until then, we're going to keep grinding. You know what I'm saying? So my favorite saying, if you don't know, I'm going to let y'all know because I ain't said it in a while. They put you in the cage with a lion. Just because you don't try to eat the lion, don't mean the lion ain't going to try to eat you, man. Politics the podcast. We out. Smoking Dank Sinatra, that's all gas. On the hunt in a tall grass. Intercepting every ball pass, then I run it back, that's a TD. Check the scoreboard, y'all last. We up one, you see me. Pussy niggas wanna talk about it, go to Hellcat, no demon. I be politicking on your broadcast, at the red carpet like the famous homie. Ask your bitch, really famous homie, and you know it's in me. It ain't on me. So creative like I made Adobe. I've been balling like I play with.